the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are so excited about our guest today who is doing amazing things for young, for little babies, for for children uh, in the Contra Costa County and Greater Bay Area. Tara Bartholomew is the executive director uh, of a program in um, that is uh, called Bay Area Crisis Nursery. And it, again, it is located in Contra Costa County, and she has been in this role since March of 2019. Uh, she's really dedicated her career to working with children and families in both the child care field and in, and with child abuse prevention and treatment services in the East Bay. And she's held positions, um, you know, working at Family Stress Center and Family in Concord and Family Paths in Oakland. So she's been around in the in the community for some time and just doing parent education, child resource and referral programs and communications and professional development programs for child care. And so it is such a pleasure to have you and the program you represent on the show. Thanks for being here, Tara. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, um, you know, as we get started, I always like to start off with getting to know you first before we start talking about uh, Bay Area Crisis Nursery. And I think it just is is so important for people to know what um, makes you tick. What is your why? And, you know, why why work with children? Why children that are coming from traumatized backgrounds oftentimes or parents that are having difficulties? Tell, tell us what, what that is for you. Um, I think, well, I know that comes from my own story. So I was raised um, by a father who was adopted and um, by a mother who is an immigrant. And as a very young child, I remember my parents telling me that they had a discussion and their discussion about how they would parent would be that they would never touch their children and that they would never treat their children the way that they were treated as young kids. And I didn't quite understand it when I was little. I do remember my parents are still married. God bless them to this day. Um, and they love each other very much. I rarely saw them or heard them fight, although I'm sure that they did because there was times when we were severely poor and I'm sure that there was a lot of stress going on. Um, but they managed to keep a lot of that away from us, us children. And as I got older, I started asking questions, and especially of my dad, um, just about his upbringing and his adoption, and really learned that he was severely physically abused and emotionally abused as a very young child. And it started probably when he was about one and a half years old. He can remember um, being hit so hard across the face that mm-hmm. his high chair went to the ground, you know, flew back, went to the ground and actually slid a good five, 10 feet. I mean, that's how hard he was hit. And um, I had known that my adopted grandmother had left her abuser um, when he finally kind of, he finally hit her, right? He had always hit the kids, but when he hit her, she left. 
the situation. Um, I knew that they were, my dad would not say that they were homeless. <laughs> he would say that they lived in cars. He would say that they lived in somebody's garage. He would say that, you know, they moved around all the time. But okay, let's give my dad's word. Let's say that they were just housing unstable, right? So I know that he went from child abuse, domestic violence to homelessness, you know, poverty. And he was just this really strong, resilient man. And anytime mm-hmm. something that would happen that I would experience as a child, um, and it's it's not to say that I haven't experienced my own things, especially with my greater family. Um, you know, my nuclear family was very healthy. My greater family was not as healthy. And I was exposed and experienced a lot of things as a child that I should not have. Um, but my dad would always say, like, you know, you're strong, you're resilient, you're like me, you can get through this, you know, don't look at the past, look at the future. And it was very much that his child abuse had shaped him into this very amazing father and man that was just a, such a great provider for all of us. But I understand that that's not always the case, right? Um, but I do know that I'm also just so much like him. So when I started working in childcare and I started working with young children, it was just so natural for me, you know, and I, I think that I hold a lot of, well, I know I hold a lot of empathy with our clients because I've gone through a lot of what they're coming to us and they've experienced um, personally, you know, as best as my parents did to try and protect us from a lot of things they weren't able to just given, again, when you're born into a family that has a tendency of cycle of trauma, cycle of abuse, you're going to be exposed to abuse. You're going to be exposed to trauma. Um, And so it just kind of, it all fits that, you know, if this is going to be part of my world, right, then I'm going to embrace my experiences and I am going to surround myself with others who are either going through this experience or who um, who are at risk of going through these types of experiences. And, you know, I'm just going to be that person who can empathize with what they're going through, talk to them about what they're going through and try and get them the support that they need. Um, So very quickly, I mean, I think I was 17 when I knew that I wanted to work in either social justice or social services. Um, And it just so happened that my all all the things in life brought me to young children and um, I've made a career and I love it. Beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, and and. And we need, we need it. We need it as a community. We need what you're doing and we need your heart brought to this. And, and, uh, and the fact that, you know, the turmoil that your dad experienced is, um, alive and present in these, these families that you're serving is so powerful. Um, you know, and so I always like to kind of know, know that backstory. Um, just thinking a little bit specifically about your dad. Uh, you know, I just had a conversation with a close family member who at um, uh, when he was later in his teen years, he basically was raped um, by uh, his older girlfriend. And um, but the way he describes it, isn't that interesting when you said that my dad would never describe his experience as being homeless. And yet the way he describes the situation is homelessness, right? That, you know, living in cars and living in, in garages and being displaced. And the reason why we put the label on it is so that we can um, better understand the symptoms and the, you know, the, the, it's not to, um, it's not to say, oh, you're homeless, you're less than. And that's sometimes how people treat that. Uh, it's to say, oh, you've experienced this challenge and that can make you um, you know, as you're progressing through life, you might have a poverty mindset or you might have some insecurity about like, you know, someone who's packing out the packing out the uh, cabinets and the refrigerator with food that maybe isn't needed might have a food scarcity background. You know, that, you know, there's there's things that drive our behavior. And sometimes we don't even know that in the case of this family member, um, you know, th- there's there can be different conflicting feelings from a sexual standpoint. If the first time you've had sex, someone is uh, basically raping you. Um, Even if it's, you know, and it's always hard to, a man is, it's hard for a man to admit that he's been raped, especially when he's bigger than the woman. um, And especially if he had a physiological reaction, right. uh, To, to the rape. So then it's like, Oh, well, I liked it. I guess I liked it. But 
no, you know, you didn't want it. You said you didn't want it. You didn't consent, you know, and so. so it, and that's it's how you shouldn't have been introduced to sex, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not, not that way. And so it's interesting. Just I was just thinking about your dad for a moment there and how so many men um, have, some, you know, some of those challenges. And so um, in terms of how they see, you know, see their experience and then, you know, because it, it show it might show weakness, right? If you, if you actually admit, or it might show may, maybe let you feel less than if you admit that these things happen to you. But I'm so glad that your dad has been able to, as has this other individual has been able to kind of get real about their experiences, share it with you. And now you're doing something positive with it. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about just exactly what you are doing with it. And I am very interested in hearing, do you, you know, do you, uh, hear from moms and dads and, you know, and grandmas and who, who are the people that are calling you for help um, to, as you as you are supporting five years old, children five years old and under in your Bay Area Crisis Nursery. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Tara Bartholomew, who is the executive director of Bay Area Crisis Nursery. And she is just uh, providing a wealth of, of amazing services uh, to prevent the uh, abuse of children and the abandonment of children and support parents that are having a hard time. And so I, I, I just love what you do when you and I had a chance to talk. Um, as you know, Love Never Fails serves uh, trafficking victims and also domestic violence victims. And we see this all the day long that there are parents who have small children and, you know, I I don't even know how they're meeting the needs of the small children with the trauma that they are undergoing. Um, I mean, I could tell you some pretty horrific stories and I'm sure you've seen them. And I'd like to, you know, ask you about that of, you know, people in hotels where their small children are in the, the room next door, or even in the room while they are uh, being trapped, actively trafficked while they're being forced to have oh, sex mm-hmm. with, you know, with, with clients. And so, you know, is is that you know what you're faced with like what what does your life look like there at bay area rescue well let me let me just ask what is the mission of bay area rescue mission and then you know what 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 are some of the calls that you're receiving right now um the bay area crisis nursery's mission is i mean that rescue mission sorry (laughs) bay area (laughs) crisis nursery yes okay we just i mean we're really just all about prevention of child abuse Mm -hmm. um you know in whatever form that is Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty, it's a pretty simple mission. Yeah. And, you know, and something to note, right. So about child abuse. So a, a, a child can be abused by way of a parent's neglect, not because the child, the parent was intentionally neglectful, right? It's right. There's so much a, judgment around yeah. child abuse. Um, and I think that we have to really get rid of that judgment call on child mm-hmm. abuse. I, 
I had a very great experience um, when I was very, I was young. I was about 25 years old when I went to work for an organization called Family Stress Center. Um, and it's now been merged with STAND. So everybody knows Family Stress Center now is part of STAND. Mm-hmm. And we ran the receiving centers, which meant that when children were actually abused and removed from the home, the children came to us at Family Stress Center. And so we saw children who had been physically abused. And I'm talking within the last couple hours who were getting stitches and medical treatment at our facility. And I was, I was so amazed when I first started there about how many, how empathetic everybody was still to the parents' needs and how non-judgmental they were about mm-hmm. the parent and what the parent had physically done sometimes. Um, it was such an enriching, you know, opportunity for me because I learned at a very young age not to judge our parents. I mean, yes, a parent can neglect a child. It doesn't mean that they're not trying to do the best for their child. It doesn't not mean that they don't love their child. It doesn't mean that they want the best for their child. There are just some times in your life when you can't do it as a parent. Um, And it could be, and I think, you know, in the case that you are talking about really is when we're talking about, you know, young girls who have been sex trafficked. I mean, essentially you're getting raped almost every single night. And then you're expected to wake up in the morning and be there emotionally for your child. I mean, you know, you're going to get on the floor and talk, read, sing, you know, you're hearing these Mm -hmm. first times, you know, commercials and you're thinking, no, I just want to, I just want to get through today. I just want to survive today without getting beat up, without getting robbed, without getting drugged, without getting all these things. These are my focuses of today. If I can get today, through today alive, then I had a good day. And so, no, I can't mm. sit and talk or read, sing with my child on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there will be some emotional neglect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not to the fault of the parent. It's, there's so many things going on, you know. I mean, even living in poverty, you know, I, I, sex trafficking is one extreme that does happen you know, more than people think that it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but just living in poverty, if I'm that parent right now in shelter in place in COVID who has not worked for the last 10 or 11, oh, 11 months and what? Two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Since the shelter in place started mm-hmm. and I'm worrying about my pg me or what I'm going to feed you or that cell phone or, you know, yeah, okay, they've told me that I can't get evicted, but I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm still worried about that. You know, am I going to get unemployment next week? Am I still, you know, maybe I timed out. Like, I'm not sitting with my child and giving my child the time that they need. Yep. So if you are living in pro- poverty, you are living in stress, you need a village. And that's what the Bay Area Crisis Nursery is. is we're, just, we're just another piece of your village for a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, so it kind of can come to the two extremes, right? You know, a parent who's really going through some major trauma and a parent who's actually, I got to say this, if a child or a parent is living in poverty, they are living in trauma. Yeah. That, that child has been exposed to trauma. So 100% of the children who come to the nursery have experienced or been exposed to trauma. Right. Um, And they need just another kind of loving, caring hand. It's really simple what we do. I mean, parents come to us, they talk to us, they tell us what's going on in their lives. We listen in a non-judgmental fashion. You know, we give them the support that they need in that moment. So do you need a place for your child to come and stay? Okay, Mm -hmm. fine. Come in. You know, we'll take care of your child for, you know, for as long as you need. You know, are you coming to us and maybe you're not ready for your child to stay with us, but you just need diapers? Okay, we'll give you diapers. Do you need food? We'll give you food. You Mm -hmm. know, do you need formula? What do you need from us? You know, do you need help getting on WIC? Do you need help getting other types of assistance? It's just really about meeting the parent where they're coming from, you know, sitting down with them, talking about what they need. um, And then hopefully just becoming a part of their village for long term. You know, we're not that type of program that, you know, you come in and you do 18 months or you do a year or you do 30 days and then you're gone. We support your child through age five. Mm-hmm. And even after that, we still try and keep in touch with you in other ways. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it just so happens that our license is through age five. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we can potentially stay with the parent for five years. And for parents who have multiple children, I, we have a parent right now that we've 
literally supported her family for 20 years. Wow. Because she has over 10 children. Wow. You know, so it's like with each child just becomes another, you know, you know, us, you know, being in touch with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's very, you know, it's very simple what we do. Um, We provide these basic necessities, food, clothing, shelter, diapers. Um, But what parents get out of it is just, it's really just like a grandma or a mom that they don't have because they're Mm -hmm. usually isolated and don't have a lot of family, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think they just see us as an extension of their family. Mm -hmm. Um, And that becomes very powerful. Wow. It's so beautiful. And I can say, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had this kind of service support some of our ladies and there's nothing like it. I mean, it has literally, I'm thinking of one of our young ladies. Um, she used a, a, a nursery crisis or a, a, a similar service in Sacramento. And um, oh, our sister agency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I forget the name now. Um, I sh- shouldn't, shouldn't have Sacramento forgotten. Sacramento Children's Home. Yes, there it is. Children's Home. Yep. A beautiful program. And um and I'm telling you, she's doing so amazing with her son now and living independently, taking him to, you know, all his appointments, going to her appointments. She's working full time and, you know, has her own apartment and she's just doing amazing. And I think about those that it was like a year where she was in crisis and she needed mm-hmm. to she was having some mental health challenges and she needed to be able to hand her child off so she could get so she could de-stress. And if, mm-hmm. if, if, if she didn't have that service there, she wouldn't have made it. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Um, and we're going to come back. I want to talk some more about trauma and, um, and you know, how you support the parents specifically and the children, uh, with the, you know, ACEs, the adverse childhood experiences that they have both, uh, likely experienced. So we'll come right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Tara Bartholomew, who is the executive director of Bay Area Crisis Nursery. And uh, again, they are doing some wonderful work in uh, Contra Costa County in the greater Bay Area, supporting parents who are in need of support of, of, of almost like a, a, an additional family member, a grandma or auntie to help with the children uh, during a time of crisis. And so um, uh, I wanted to ask you, just thinking about, you know, you mentioned the, the one mom, 10, 10 children, right? And, you know, there may be, I know for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that, you know, I know you, you're really good about not uh, judging, but it's kind of like, where do we, when do we get to a point where it's like, this is too much. I can't handle this. Um, And do we ever have any of those kinds of, do you guys ever have those kinds of conversations about, you know, motivational interviewing or family planning or, you know, pros and cons? Is that part of what you do? Or you just take the babies and don't go there? (laughs) 
Well, I think it goes back to that judgment, you know, um, mm-hmm. there is no judgment. I, I, if a woman has 10 children, then a woman has 10 children. If she comes to me and says, you know, I would like to learn about contraception. Okay. Then let's go ahead and have that conversation and, and steer you in the right direction. Um, if, you know, it, same with the parent comes to us and says, you know, I'd like to put my do- child up for adoption. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's your parental choice. I'm here to support your choice. I'm not mm-hmm. here to judge your choice. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not mm-hmm. here to change your religion, your lifestyle, your anything like that. I'm just here to support you in whatever decision that you make. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you come to me and want advice or information, well, you know, while making decisions, then I'm happy, you know, to help you with that. Gotcha. Um, but yeah. And that's actually a really great, you know, I'm sure they have enough parents have enough people telling them, you know, making suggestions, giving them unwanted <laughs> advice. We just did a, a powerful training this last week with the staff on motivational interviewing. And it was really exciting to see the contrast between the old school way of just telling people, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to a case manager. You're going to go to a counselor. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to get contraception. You And that's the way we used to do things. You know, doctors know best. People still do it that way. (laughs) Right. Well, and they do. And they're not as effective (laughs) as the ones who know how to find what is, is of value to the person what their values are because if you can align with their values you'll get so much further right so it sounds like that's what you you do automatically which is amazing um so do you find that it you know that that the parents that you're engaging with are working with outside agencies um and receiving some kind of clinical care or support or are they usually are you, are you the only person they're coming in contact with this kind of a, a program or system? No, we're not usually the only program. Although I've got to say right now with COVID, it's kind of limited, right? Mm-hmm. So we've actually had to change our interactions with a lot of family because some of the other programs have closed down or they've been limited to how many clients they can take. Or, I mean, you know, even with therapy sessions, you know, it's, it's great that people are doing Zoom for therapy sessions and that, you know, we're really going to these different models and be able to serve people. But for my clients, that doesn't always work, right? They don't always have internet. They don't always have these things. So right now it's it's been very limited this past year of what types of wraparound services people can get. But normally we're one of several, Mm. you know, we're one of several programs, you know, so like if we have a child who comes in, um, I'm going to use this as an example just because it's one that um, we've been seeing frequently is um, children on the autism spectrum. Um, so we have a lot of stressed out parents because they have a child with a disability and, you know, autism happens to be one of them. And a lot of the programs that we're doing the day programs for the children have been closed down since COVID. So we've actually opened up our doors to do the day programs for wow. a lot of these children. And it's, you know, they're not getting the therapy that they would get normally, but what they are getting is just time away from the parent, time with other adults. You know, we do tend to run a one-to-one um, adult-child ratio uh, with children on the spectrum. Um, <clears throat> so right now, you know, in looking at today, and you asked me the question, are we, are we the only resource they're getting? Sometimes yes, but that is not the norm. The norm yeah. is, is that we really try and get them into some robust, wraparound services like uh, our number one client is going to be um, single moms mm-hmm. right that's not over 90% of our clients we do have mm-hmm. some dads I adore the dads but they're not going to be the majority of our clients mm-hmm. um, so if a single mom comes to us you know the first thing is are you on are you do you qualify for CalWORKs can we get you on CalWORKs right CalWORKs is going to get you some free child care let's get you on some CalWORKs you know mm-hmm. WIC are you, you know, do you need therapeutic services? Do you have covered California? You know, there's, there's a whole kind of, you know, the checklist that every, I think, case manager does go through, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so usually they do have a, I wouldn't say a robust, but usually they do have at least another um, social service provider working with the family. Yeah. Well, I think that's so key um, that it's, like you said, it's a community of folks that are providing these services because it's an awful lot for one 
one agency to to take charge of. But wow, uh, just so amazing that you've taken the lead. And how are you managing the whole COVID situation there? Uh, oh. Very <laughs> carefully, she says. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Um, so we are an essential service because we are technically an emergency shelter service. So right. just like all the shelters had to stay open in California, we did as well. Um, mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it's been a whirlwind this past year. I, and it's, it's amazing to me that I'm actually keep saying that it's almost been a year and it's March, right? 2021. I I'm not sure where that last year went. But, yeah. um, but we quickly kind of, how can I say, we, we primarily run a shelter for children, an overnight shelter children stay with us for up to 30 days. When the shelter in place hit, everybody locked down. Parents locked down with their children. Mm -hmm. Um, People stopped calling. But the Mm -hmm. people who did keep calling actually were looking for toiletries, diapers, formula, food. They couldn't find it. They couldn't afford it. Um, And so within two weeks of the shelter in place, we actually opened up a food and diaper pantry. Mm -hmm. Um, So the diapers were just our amazing donors, everybody who lives in the neighborhood, people were driving from Danville, dropping off truckloads of, you know, diapers for us. Um, and then the food bank, we partnered with Contra Costa County Food Bank. Um, and so we ha- started opening, really operating as a food and diaper bank was kind of our, one of our primary sources, our services. We gave over 8,000 diapers away in just a few months. Um, and then um, slowly wow. we've been really the shelter services have been coming back in October we opened up our doors to offer emergency child care services and so this is actually 30 days of emergency child care to any family who needs it mm-hmm. um, so if you were one of those I, I have two aunts who were single moms and they raised mm-hmm. their children um, as waitresses so I was always, I always admired, you know, my, my aunts for this. Um, but, you know, if you were a restaurant worker who was laid off in March and all of a sudden in September or October was told that your job was back, but you had to come back right away, you didn't have mm-hmm. childcare, right? Mm-hmm. You haven't been paying for a childcare provider from March until September, right? So we opened up our doors to really be able to give, you know, these working families 30 days of free childcare. And within that 30 days, you know, you have to work on a more permanent child care plan. Um, mm. But we've been doing a lot of that since we opened our doors in October. Care. Wow. Yeah. It's just daytime child care, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. free. So if you've got a baby, I mean, that's a $2,000 savings for, you know, a working family. Yeah. Just huge. And I can tell you, you know, I was a single mom at one time and it's just, that's such a huge blessing, not just the money part, but to know that somebody who's safe is taking care of your children so you can get your head together and get back to work. All right. We're going right. to take a quick break. We are going to um, come back and we're going to talk some more about the number of calls that you're getting, um, you know, kind of what what is the need that that is going on out there. And we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. 
And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Tara Bartholomew, who is the Executive Director of Bay Area Crisis Nursery. And we are talking about all the amazing resources that she has been able to bring to the community uh, through this time of COVID, almost a year of dealing with a, a global pandemic. And so I was just wondering, you know, uh, you know some of the stats that I've, I've seen uh, in news articles is that the, the COVID has set back women 30 years. Uh, that um, women are spending because women tend to be more of the domestic service provider in the home, uh, especially if she's it's a single mom. But just in general, um, women are the more likely to stop working um, and they are spending about 30 hours a week on child care related things. And so which makes it really hard if you have to get back into the workplace. You know, if your your unemployment has timed out you know, that kind of thing. And so the fact that you provide that transitional care uh, is so tremendous. And so my question to you is, has, you know, have the requests increased? Is it about the same? Uh, How many children are you receiving on a monthly basis? Um, So this is actually kind of not great. Uh, What we saw, especially when the shelter in place started, was that parents were too scared to leave their homes and parents weren't reaching out for help. Um, and then when we finally did get calls from parents, they were extreme. Um, extreme crisis calls, verge of losing it, verge of abuse. Um, you know, talking to some of my uh, associates at Children and Family Services, uh, less calls, more incidences, right? A higher rate of abuse was occurring. We were getting calls from women um, there was domestic violence going on in the house, couldn't leave, we're scared of COVID, there's no place to go. You know, even if somebody, I could go someplace, they're not going to let me in their house. Um, so the calls intensified. Unfortunately, the service numbers dropped, even though we knew that the need was greater, mm-hmm. right? Um, we knew that we needed to get some of these children out of the homes and into the nursery to keep them safe and just de-escalate the situations that were going on in the homes. But our calls are anonymous. You know, there's no penalty for calling us and letting us know that you are stressed out and what's going on in the home. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot of triaging crisis calls with a, not a lot of admissions. Um, I've also heard from the shelters in the area, again, their admissions have just dropped significantly. Um, even in the domestic violence, um, or domestic survivors shelters, you know, women aren't leaving, you know, people are, and, and this happens during recession. We know that this happens during recessions. And I would say that the pandemic has, you know, just kind of mirrored that trend that we would have seen during the 2008 recession. Um, so I know that there's abuse going on out there. I know that there's domestic violence going on out there. And I know that people are not getting the help that they need because they're still scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me is, it's the thing that keeps me up at night, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I can't force people to reach out for help. Right. Yeah. I can only give them the help that they, that they ask for. And so what we have still continuously, and I, We'll say for the next year or two, people will still reach out for food. People will still reach out for diapers. People will still reach out for formula. And we're just going to continue to give as much as we can to everybody who calls um, to build those relationships, to build that trust. So people know that we're there for them when they need us or when they feel comfortable coming forward. Um, But you know, as far as our daytime childcare services go, yes, that people need that. People need free childcare. Low-income families need childcare. You know, especially when they're looking for jobs, especially when they're you know just first get a job. You know, you can go apply for a service job, and they're like, okay, you start in two days. I got a six-month-old. Yeah, bring them to the nursery. So that's been very powerful. You know, um, it's really been the overnight shelter services that we've seen decreased. Um, But, you know, I think you just, you keep on evolving and you keep responding to the community. 
you know, what we're doing today may not be what we're doing two months from now. Maybe they need something different from us. And, you know, we're so small that we are able to um, change course really quick to respond to community needs. Um, and we'll just continue to do that. What is your capacity? Your, how, many, uh, how many children can you take at one time? Uh, so we're the largest crisis nursery in California. We can house 20. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And, and then you are handing out food on a daily basis or it's weekly? Daily. I mean, basically, it's, you can call us and we will have bags ready for you. Awesome. So that anytime so somebody wonderful. calls. Yeah. And do you and do you find that so I hear you so less people calling for overnight services and actual kind of crisis intervention because they're probably afraid their children will contract COVID or they will or, you know, that kind of thing. But when they are actually calling, it's kind of on that edge. Do you have instances where people have, you know, their children have been taken and. I mean, how is that? That's got to be horrible if it if if you've had those kind of situations. We've had we've had very up and you know very because you know we house women and children and we've yeah. had a couple scenarios where it was very close but never someone who was you know removed from the home. So we're a safety net. So I would say to anybody out there who works for CFS, if you see a parent who's getting to that stressed out point where you're feeling really worried, mm-hmm. tell them actually to call us, right? Yeah. Because you know, we're that, you cool want to be that intervention. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, do we have children who are removed from home? Our goal is to have none of our children Prevention. removed from the home yeah. unless it's parental choice, unless a parent decides to put a child up for adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, but we usually do have, since I've been there and I've only been there for two years, we've had one child every year that mm-hmm. is, that does end up being removed from the home. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's the best for the child. The and sometimes option. that's the best for the parent mm-hmm. at the, you know, at the time, it doesn't mean that they can't get reunified, mm-hmm. right? A parent does get a reunification plan. Sure. They do have the opportunity to, you know, to get their children back. Um, but yeah, we usually range about one a year. Wow. Um, well, then, you know, and that's wonderful because you are, you know, I'm sure dealing with, you know, tons more than 20 and to know family. Right. You're you're, yeah. you're you're redirecting, you're reducing again the places that I the girl women in our programs that I've known have used services well, such as yours. Um, it has literally, like you said, intervened. It, it, it has been abuse prevention and foster care prevention and intervention. Yeah. And we're. Yeah, so and when you look at our when you look at our children, I mean, our, all of our children are black and brown, live in mm-hmm. poverty. I mean, this is your. These are your foster children, right? These yeah. are the children at risk to going into foster care um, for whatever systemic, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> systemic issues are going on. Um, so when you look at the rates normally and then you look at our rates, yeah. yeah, we're very proud of the support that we give our families. It's amazing. And we're very proud of our family. Yes. Right? They're the ones doing the work. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. And the fact that they're asking for help takes a lot of courage especially in the black and brown community, because in our community, we don't do that. We don't, we don't right. reach out for help. There's shame and there's guilt and there's, you know, judgment. And, um, and so for them to reach out and ask for help is a huge thing. And so uh, hats off to you and your team and to them, as you said, for um, them, yeah. their hard work. So, okay, we're going to take a quick break. We have some events going on and we're going to talk about how people can get in touch with you, Tara. So we'll come right back. And thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. 
My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. All right. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Thank you so much, Tara, for being here with us today. How can people get in touch with you uh, that want to support the work that you're doing? Uh, Well, they can go to www.bayareacrisisnursery.org or give us a call. There's always somebody answering the phone 24 hours a day at the nursery. Our phone number is 925-685-6633. And do you have a need for anything in particular, Tara? You know, for those who are listening and who want to support you, uh, do you have events coming up, anything like that? that- we do. We actually have a drive through crab seed event um, that's coming up on March 21st. So go to the website and you can find out all about that. Uh, we do keep our wish list. If people want to buy stuff for the nursery, buy stuff for the children, buy stuff for the families, we keep all of our wish lists. Um, up to date. And so again, just go to the nursery website and you'll see exactly what we need. We've got some pretty cool Amazon wish list. Nice. Beautiful. Well, please do support this wonderful program. And you could go to uh, the crab feed. Is it in the afternoon, uh, Tara, the crab feed? It, it, you get, we have, we're scheduling pickups. So they start at four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Um, there so also some small deliveries. Crab? from Tara and then you can go and look at watch our online gala the same night so you can yes, grab from right. Tara and go to our gala at that same evening see we, we think of everything here right. Tara we should have <laughs> we should have actually done a Brazilian themed crab feed to match your gala yes oh, we'll have to organize that next year we'll, next have, to get year. That, we'll have to get that together yes <laughs> So, um, well, so that's the, uh, you know, the event that I'd like to make sure you're, you guys are all uh, getting ready for is our gala, our Carnival uh, Rio de Janeiro gala that is happening on March the 21st, five o'clock. It is an online event and um, the tickets are $75. Uh, but excitingly today, they actually are on a $50 ticket special. So if you go to the website right now, it's www.loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. The tickets are $50 today and tomorrow, um, meaning March the 5th, 6th, and 7th. And so if you go today and, and sign up today, you'll get them on a discount. And that is just a little promo that we're doing to, um, to spice it up a little bit. I want to tell you, too, this event is going to be so much fun. We actually are launching. We, we filmed our very first music video from our uh, uh, soon-to-launch gospel album, Love Never Fails gospel album. Never done this before. I actually got to direct the video, which was amazing. We had a dancer, uh, Reagan uh, Griffith Aragones, and our vocalist, um, uh, Yoshika McAllister, who's an amazing vocalist. Uh, the the song uh, "Glory of Your Love" was composed by Jay Joy, and um, the executive produced by Two Records. This is like the real deal. We're doing a record release, and you'll be able to see our video debut that night. You'll also get to hear from our keynote speaker, Centoya Brown Long, who is a uh, a survivor of uh, she's CSEC survivor of child trafficking and also was involved in the murder of her buyer at the age of 16, sentenced to life imprisonment, um, and her sentence was commuted uh, after 15 years. She was recently released. She has quite a story to tell about redemption, about restoration, um, about childhood abuse, and all the factors that you just heard about with Tara were very, very present in her life when she was growing up. And so 
um, you'll want to hear her story. It's it's going to be incredible. We also have a testimonial from one of our uh, IT Biz graduates and a testimonial from one of our housing graduates. And I mean, the stories are amazing. We also have a uh, uh, Craig Shelley of Hollywood has made a custom switch swish Swiss easy for me to say watch um, th- that uh, he's designed with our logo on it to commemorate our 10th year. And so he will um, will raffle off one of those watches to one of the attendees. Uh, that is a five hundred dollar watch, including the cufflinks and the uh, the wallet that come with it. And we will be raffling that off to one of the attendees at this event. So you'll want to sign up. And again, that is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. And um, and then just to put out there, um, we are going to be doing some uh, walks um, in, to bring some awareness in April, uh, launching apps in, to bring awareness in April to Child Abuse Awareness Month and Sexual Assault Awareness Month in April. And so um, be looking on our site for more information about some of the activities we're going to do to raise awareness about that. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're there, Love Never Fails. We're on Twitter, Love Never Fails 5. Uh, big shout out to Twitter who has uh, given us, a, a recently given us a grant. I'll tell you some more about that and the details of that. But go ahead and follow us, Love Never Fails 5. You'll see more from us there. Facebook, Love Never Fails fan page. And of course, our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com. All right, we we are uh, at time here. Um, we're so grateful to you, Tara, for being here. Uh, thank you again. And to all of your team at Bay Area Crisis Nursery. And of course, if you haven't heard it before, you need to hear it again. We want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance, give up your hope.